Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. And welcome, everybody, to ITG Next Georgia. Time once again for our weekly podcast, Next Take Georgia, where we talk to uh, some of the various media members throughout the state of Georgia about what's happening across the landscape of high school football. No matter if it's January or June, September or July, we are always finding something to talk about in the world of high school football here in the state of Georgia. This week, no different, as we, of course, are getting ready now for uh, some of the summer workouts, the 7-on-7s, the uh, the padded camps, also known as the OTAs, and uh, uh, also, of course, uh, many teams uh, just finishing up their spring workouts, which culminated in either spring inter-squad scrimmages or spring games. But uh, we are getting ready, sure enough, for the start of the 2021-22 regular season. It'll be here before we know it. And we're going to do a series of sneak peeks at the various classifications. And uh, today, we're going to take a look at Class 5A. And joining me to uh, help me in this discussion this week on Next State Georgia is none other than Stan Altry. He is from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, does a great job of covering high school sports uh, for the state's paper, and uh, I'm uh, glad to welcome in Stan Altry. Stan, how are you? Hey, Phil. Thanks for having me today. Stan, it's thanks. Always good to, it's always good to talk high school football, and you're right. It, uh, it never sleeps. It's always going on. You know, Stan, I host, in addition to this podcast, I host a, um, uh, a show. It's, it's not daily, but we do it four days a week during the football season. Right now, we do it three days a week. We'll be going to four days after the, uh, the 4th of July break. But it's so funny because when, um, you know, when I started this, uh, of course, before that, I did uh, 10 years uh, on a radio show, and, and both uh, that and the podcast that I do now uh, during the week is pretty much centered almost exclusively around high school football. And, you know, with both shows, I can remember people asking me as we were getting ready to start it up, well, how in the world are you going to talk about high school football in February? And I said, it's real easy. I said, always something to talk about here in Georgia. And I'm sure the, you know, the, the southern states are our friends to the west in Alabama, to the south in Florida, and probably up to the, the northeast in South Carolina and so forth. Probably our neighboring states, I'm sure, could brag uh, the same thing, that we've always got something to talk about when it comes to high school football, Stan. And good stuff, too. I mean, you've been doing this for a while. You know that uh, you can't find better football in the southeast than you can in Georgia. Oh, you're right about that. I'm definitely biased there, uh, for sure. And I tell you, we have had just a litany of things to talk about. Uh, Stan, I thought this week on our uh, Next Take podcast, we could uh, talk about uh, Class 5A. Uh, Of course, it has produced some of the great storylines, both last year and 
we'll kind of take a look ahead and get your thoughts on who are going to be our contenders, our pretenders. And uh, I thought we would, uh, again, start with uh, 5A. And again, just for our listeners' benefit, uh, whether it's a Stan or someone else, we'll be continuing as we move forward over the next few weeks to uh, basically break down every one of our classifications uh, from 1A public and private. Of course, today, 5A, but we'll also do 2, 3, 4, 6, and of course, 7A as well. So really looking forward to it. And again, Stan, looking forward to starting with 5A today. Before we get started, Stan, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and um, kind of your history and uh, of, of following high school football and whatever else you've done. Well, I, uh, I'm a native of Atlanta, grew up born and raised here. I went to Walker High School, which doesn't even exist anymore. It's now McNair High School in DeKalb County. And uh, started working for the AJC when I was like, like 20 years old and uh, part-timer. Then uh, went full-time in 1979 and worked there for almost 30 years before I took a semi-retirement. And I still, uh, because I enjoy getting out and doing stuff, I still do things for the AJC, and including their... Uh, Class 5A sports blog, which is, uh, you know, football six or seven months out of the year. So I've uh, been to like a zillion games, seen about a zillion places, and you can't name a county in Georgia that I've probably not been to a game at some point around. You know, I'm right there with you. Uh, it seems like uh, when someone brings up a town, or a particular team, you know, it always uh, seems to spark a, a memory or two. Of, of days gone by, of something that happened, a team that we covered there. So, Stan, I'm right there with you. And I tell you, you know, it doesn't matter uh, big or small. Uh, it doesn't really matter the size of the town. And, of course, as we're going to talk about, it really doesn't matter about the size of the classification. I know we're talking about 5A today, but well, I tell you, some of the best football, uh, you know, we saw especially last year in 1A public and private the great stories that were Irwin County and uh, the Benyard Twins and, uh, of course, you know, Brock Vandergriff. I mean, you know, those names came from the smallest classification in the state. But, uh, well, they certainly produced uh, some powerhouse football moments for us. Did they not, Stan? Yes, they certainly did. And uh, uh, I think Brock's going to do pretty well uh, when he goes to Georgia. It's not going to matter that he's from a a little school. I think he's going to do pretty well. Yeah, you know, there's a guy named Herschel Walker came from a little school, and I think he did okay. <laughs> that's a great pickup there, Stan. I tell you, that's uh, Herschel Walker from Wrightsville, Georgia. Uh, boy, that was uh, uh, certainly one of the great ones. Some even say maybe the best uh, player to ever come out of Georgia. So, so there you go. We've just cited just a very uh, you know a few examples of some of the great ones that have played. Uh, or even still play in the state of Georgia, and uh, all of them do come from you know the smaller schools, smaller classifications. But uh, Stan, let's talk about Class Five A, which of course uh, gave us some great storylines in its own right this past year. And Stan, I guess we start right at the very top and uh, talk about Warner Robbins. What a great job Mark East Westbrook has done overseeing the Demons has taken them to four consecutive state championship games, finally was able to break through, Stan, in a big way this past year. Talk about the job that he's done there, Marquise has done there at Warner Robins, and uh, and the season that was such a great 
uh, and memorable time for Warner Robins and its fans last year? Well, he had a uh, he had been there for a while as the defensive coordinator and took over two years ago uh, when Mike Chastain uh, decided to take another opportunity, and so you know that was a great hire for them. He's been in the community, knew everybody, was plugged in, had everybody on the same page, and they finished second his first year. Then this past year, you, you could just tell from talking to him and some of the guys preseason that. They had only one goal. They certainly accomplished that. Uh, uh, and if you saw the game against Cartersville in the championship game, it was, it was 62-28, and there was no doubt by the end of the year that Warner Robins was the, the finest team um, in Class A, uh, Class 5A in the state. Man, I tell you, what what a great uh, season they had. You know, they had a couple of hiccups along the way, starting with uh, the opening game, Stan, that, uh, of course, we, we know it was reversed. The outcome of that game against Valdosta was later reversed uh, by the GHSA uh, by way of the, the forfeiture that Valdosta suffered with it and the other games. But, you know, Warner Robins came out in that game. I was there. I watched the game. Both teams were very rusty. I mean, it was the first game coming out of the, you know, the, the offseason of the pandemic where, you know, obviously those two teams, as well as every other team across the state, had very little preparation time. And it showed uh, in that game. But, you know, Warner Robins certainly had their opportunities in that game, could not take advantage of the the, the multiple opportunities that they had. And uh, give credit where credit's due. Valdosta wound up winning that game. And then the second hiccup they really had was uh, <clears throat> a game where they were really just outplayed, uh, plain and simple. And Coach Westbrook will tell you that. That was against Lee County in Leesburg. That's another game I was at. So other than that, though, I, I thought Coach Westbrook did a great job of recognizing where his team needed to go back to the drawing board. And, Stan, you mentioned that state championship game. I, you know, they – put in a a dominating performance against a very good Cartersville team. That was probably the, the, the biggest stunner of the state title games. Not that we were surprised that Warner Robins won, Stan, but in the fashion that they were able to do it. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that because Cartersville was very good. They had a lot of skilled players. And, I mean, they had a really good team. And boy, once uh, once Warner once Warner Robbins got on that choo choo train, started scoring points. You know, that's all she wrote. You know, they, well, I think they had twenty eight in the second quarter and another twenty in the third quarter. And but it was uh, that's something you just don't expect to see in a state championship game. But once they got on the roll and had the quarterback, the Jalen Addy kid, who was just outstanding all year, and especially that day. And uh, boy, they they could tell they had a they were on a mission. No doubt about it. And uh, Stan, I guess we will stay with Warner Robins and talk about, um, you know, players that they've lost. Uh, of course, I guess we have to start with Jalen Addy, uh, the, the quarterback. A lot of people don't realize, Stan, that he also played a good bit on defense as the free safety for Warner Robins. So you lose a great player and you really can almost say you lose two Positions with the loss of Jalen Addy. Your comments there on uh, the quarterback for Warner Robins, former quarterback Warner Robins. Well, I, I thought he was really good, and he managed that game. He managed that game. He managed that offense. You know, he'd been a, I guess, a three-year starter, and it was just so effective in that offense. He 
good on the short passes. He knew how to hit long. He could even, you know, take off the run with it if he needed to. And he did that quite a few times too. I thought he was one of the, one of the better quarterbacks I saw last year. And I, I expect him to really get a, a flyer from somebody at a, at a bigger school, but he just, it just didn't happen for him. Absolutely. Yeah, and I was kind of surprised. I think a lot of people were uh, were surprised by that. Who did he finally ink with? Do you remember, Stan? Oh, I, I, I don't remember. It was a small college offer when we were doing Allstate. Um, and to be honest, I've not followed up on that. That's okay. That's all right. But but still, I, I think it. You know that that uh, pretty much I think explains in a nutshell. You know the fact that we aren't able to, to you know to to, to pluck out uh, a big name school. I don't know why. Uh, he didn't get more offers, but uh, somebody's certainly missing out. But whoever got him is going to get quite a great player. Uh, your thoughts, though, besides uh, Jalen, on uh, the one Robbins Demons' chances of making it back, staying to a fifth consecutive game and uh, possibly a second straight title. Your thoughts on the one Robbins' chances of making it back? Well, they've got a lot of holes to plug on offense, but. Uh... But the people down there tell me, and you probably are more, you're obviously more plugged in than I am, but the defense is going to be really, really good again. And that's going to allow them some latitude as far as getting on their feet offensively. Uh, I think when, when the season was over, I was looking at, I had the, the unofficial far too early preseason top 25, and I had them number three in the state. So uh, I expect them to be back in the hunt. The problem is, and you know that, is that is such a good region that they're playing in. I mean, that's a five-team region, and all those schools are, are very good. So uh, it's not going to be easy just to uh, get at it with the number one or number two seed. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. We're talking to Stan Autry on this week's Next Take Georgia podcast, as this is the first in uh, consecutive uh, podcast where we're going to be taking a look and breaking down the different classifications in the state of Georgia in high school football. Uh, and, of course, today we start off with uh, Class 5A and starting right at the top with Warner Robbins, who, uh, as Stan says, and I concur, a lot of holes to fill, but they do have uh, some great players coming back. And it's going to be interesting to see if Warner Robbins – you know, here's the thing, Stan. It's so hard to make it to a state championship game, much less four in a row – so to even think about the demons, you know, possibly making it five in a row, uh, you know, listen, it's going to be a tough, tough challenge. But uh, Coach Westbrook has proven that he can do it, and uh, they may very well do it. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against them. I think they're going to be right there in the hunt when it's all said and done. Hundred percent agree. Of course, you know, Stan, there was uh, a game when Warner Robbins uh, was on their way uh, to defeating uh, Cartersville. Some will say that uh, quite possibly uh, the, the true uh, championship game was the matchup against Blessed Trinity. Uh, talk about that matchup. Hey, and, and I would agree with you. The uh, the guy from the paper who covered that <clears throat> game, I, I told him when he was going out, I said, you're probably watching the state championship game right there. Because Blessed Trinity was – I thought they were the best team in the state yep. at, at the time. Uh, and that was just a, a classic, classic high school football game that Warner Robins won very late. Um, Blessed Trinity is going to be good again. In fact, I had them, I had to pick, I picked them number one preseason right now. But uh, the question is, is there, they got a new coach. So 
Tim McFarland was such a staple there and he had done such a great job, but he decided to retire uh, after uh, you know a great career. So they've, they've got a new guy at the, at the top, but that guy's going to inherit the, the, the maybe the best player in the state, the best running back in the state, and uh, uh, we'll see what he can what he can do with him. But uh, Justice Haynes is, yeah. is, is the right, That's, um, and he just is tremendous. He's only a junior, and already got like a zillion zillion offers from everybody. <laughs> Of course, a lot of people may remember uh, or not, but if you don't know, his father uh, was Veron Haynes, who, uh, of course, gained fame with his catch there uh, in the end zone in the uh, comeback by Georgia defeating Tennessee. And that, of course, was the play that instigated uh, Larry Munson's famous call, Stan, stepped on his uh, face with a hobnail boot and broke his nose. <laughs> That's uh, unforgettable. It really was the play and the call, right? Absolutely. And and uh, Justice is he may um, he may be better than his dad. I mean, he's a I think he's faster. He's got more speed than Veron Hayne. And uh, he's got an extra little bargaining chip because he's a he's a big time baseball prospect, a left handed pitcher and a, got a good bat. So. He may have a little bit more bargaining power uh, than some of these other guys. Stan, let's talk about Ware County. Just as Warner Robins had Jalen Addy as their team leader last year, big, tall quarterback, the Gators have won in uh, the player that a lot of people consider maybe the best player in Class 5A. I know arguably we can uh, maybe say that, uh, you know, Haynes is obviously considered, and I know you mentioned the fact that he would be a candidate for the best player in this particular classification. But uh, Thomas Castellanos, quite an impressive talent. And, you know, I got to tell you, I think if, uh, if there is one team – that I would have to point to that would keep Warner Robins from repeating, it would probably be the Ware County Gators. Your thoughts on the Gators and Castellanos and his supporting staff? Well, you're like reading my mind because my preseason, if I had the top five, when I put these out in January, were Blessed Trinity, Ware County, and Warner Robins for the top three. <laughs> so uh, we're on exactly on the same page. But, uh, yeah, Castellanos is probably the best senior player in the division. Uh, no question about it. And uh, those guys are going to be really, really good. But, uh, the coach was telling me that he has come so far just as a quarterback in two years. He's always a great athlete. But he was a great athlete playing quarterback. Now he's a great quarterback. He can pass better and his running skills to you know, escape trouble and make a big play. He, you know, they're hard to beat those the skills that he has. So I, he's going to be uh, definitely a player to watch. And Ware County, they're going to live and die with uh, what he's able to do. We're talking with Stan Autry from the Atlanta Journal and Constitution. He has uh, been covering high school football for a while for the state newspaper, and we are proud to have him joining us. This week on Next Take Georgia, brought to you by ITG Next. I'm your host, Phil Jones. We are breaking down uh, the 5A classification and looking ahead to who we think are going to be the teams to beat this year in 5A. Now, let's go back to Cartersville, 
Again, the team that Warner Robins handled in the state title game, um, they lose a lot, Stan, but I think anytime you're talking about top teams in uh, 5A, you cannot omit Cartersville. Your thoughts on their chances of competing this year and making it back to the state championship game? Well, Cartersville, I, I think Region 1, which is uh, Warner Robins, Wayne County, Ware County, Coffee, Veterans, I think that's the best league, best region in uh, in 5A. I think seven Region 7, which is Cartersville, Calhoun, Blessed Trinity, I think that's the second best because you have three great teams in that in that league. Um, and I think Cartersville, with the tradition they have, Calhoun, with the good tradition they have, are are definitely uh, going to be contenders to get to the state championship game. I, I would think uh, I would if I was leaning, I might say that uh, Calhoun's got more coming back, and it may their turn. They may be a little ahead of Cartersville right now. But, I, you know, they're both A and B. Blessed Trinity, them, and uh, they're all one, two, three in that league. Throw a hat over. Absolutely. I'm with you there. All right. So let's go off the uh, – let, let's go off the beaten path a little bit and uh, let's maybe look at some wild card teams, Stan. And why don't we start with a name that you mentioned earlier, one of Robbins fans, no – all about Mike Chastain, who was the former coach at Warner Robins before Marquise Westbrook took over. He's now at Jones County. And I want to get your thoughts on Jones County and their chances in uh, 5A this year, Stan. Well, one, well, one thing you know about, um, about Mike Chastain is he is going to have a quarterback. And if he doesn't have one, he's going to develop one. And he did that last year, and they end up they end up having a great great season. Um, that league is is interesting because it's got a couple of pretty good teams in there. I mean, Dutchtown is always very good defensively. They're kind of hit or miss on offense, but they're very good. And in the past, Stockbridge has been good, but they've kind of fallen on hard times. Um, so I think Jones County will will definitely be one or two coming out of that region this year. And if Mike finds him a quarterback and develops him like he always has, uh, they're going to score points and be a very entertaining thing to watch. Yeah, got a chance to see uh, a little bit of Jones County. Um, and you, you, you're really not sure how much of, you know, the, the, the weapons that they showed in the spring game against Valdosta. Uh, of course, that's where our offices are located. And so um, yeah, we were able to talk. I was able to talk with the, the head coach of uh, uh, Valdosta. Uh, of course, he's uh, filling in on an interim basis right now, that being Shelton Felton, and uh, talked about the win over Jones County. And those were, uh, you, you know, there, there were people there in addition to Coach Felton who said that Jones County was very impressive. Valdosta was able to hit them on a couple of big plays. And, you know, I don't know if that uh, the ability to stop big plays this year could be a detriment to Chastain and Jones County. And again, we're talking about whatever you can take out from, you know, from a spring football game. And I understand we don't put a lot of stock in that, but this is the whole reason you play these games is to see what areas you need to work in. And there could be some defensive uh, situations and some defensive lapses in the spring game that I would think 
you know, Mike Chastain and his staff are probably working to get corrected, uh, Stan. And that's, uh, that, like you said, that's why you have spring football, right? To, to plug holes and uh, find out who's going to start. And I, I think they were still, I think Mike was still working on maybe trying to get some depth and some uh, some some strength built up on that offensive line too. So it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Stan, what about let's talk about the Griffin Bears? Um, right. So obviously you have uh, Kareem Reed, who was the head coach there. He joins, gosh, several coaches who have made the jump uh, to the college level. Um, and boy, he was a good one and did a great job there, uh, at Griffin. And now they've got a, a new coach. Uh, your thoughts on the Griffin Bears? Griffin is one of those teams that you expect them to be there every year because they have so much talent. I mean, the tradition there is, is so deep, it goes back so many years. And those people expect to win. And I remember a few years ago, they, they fired the guy basically because he wasn't winning region championships. Uh, he'd win, you know, nine games. They'd go to the state playoffs, uh, but that wasn't good enough. So they they basically ran him off. And uh, Kareem was, had them poised, I think, to be right back there and com- compete again like they were used to before he before he left. Um, I know they've got a great defensive lineman coming back, an all-state guy in uh, Donovan Westmoreland. And last year, they, they played around with two or three different quarterbacks and before finally settling on one. So I think they're, they're going to be a lot more cohesive coming out of the gate than they were, were a year ago. And, I, and that's a pretty fair region. Starkville is really, really good. They're so well-coached and so fundamentally strong. And Harris County has kind of come on since they moved into the, into the classification. And I think they're going to be something to deal with as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'll go back real quick uh, to Griffin. Uh, so Russell Eason is the new head coach there. I think he came from one of the the Macon schools, Rutland, I believe. Rutland, correct. Yeah, so, uh, Stan. Do you know anything about him? I, you know, I don't. I'll admit, and I know he didn't have the best of records there at, at Rutland. So I mean, it it looks to be a little bit of a gamble. Obviously, they wouldn't have hired the. Uh, the gentleman, if they didn't think, uh, you know, he met the qualifications. But uh, it, it was an interesting hire. Uh, let me just put it that way. Yeah, that may have been just some, I don't know if he has ties to the community. And to be honest, I, I don't know much about him as well. But um, yeah, he's better to be prepared to uh, be in the pressure cooker when he gets there. Because uh, that's where it's going to be. Stan, um, I was uh, have been looking at and kind of keeping an eye on the veterans Warhawks. Uh, Coach Milan Turner has done a great job uh, up there at the the Houston County School. Uh, but I tell you, well, um, they they really have been ramping up and trying to get to the top of the mountain. But Stan, they lose a lot from last year. Uh, could very well be a year where Coach Milan-Turner has to kind of rally the troops and and uh, and go out and try to steal a game or two. But uh, we'll see what happens. But I want to get your take on Coach Milan-Turner and his veteran Warhawks. Well, I, I expected them to, to do a lot last year. In that region, though, I mean, if you lose the wrong region game, you're out. Four of the five teams are going to make the playoffs. 
And if you pick the wrong week to lose, I mean, you're gone. And that's what happened to them last year. They they got beat by, I think it was Wayne, Wayne County beat them in the regular season, and that turned out to be the, the game that, that put them out. But the thing you can count on about veterans is that they're going to be a good, solid defensive team. Coach Turner knows how to coach defense, and I would expect that not to change no matter what they lose offensively. So I, I don't think it's, I think it's too early to write them off. Uh, I think they'll be right there in the mix with the other guys. Let's talk about uh, Clark Central, the Gladiators. Um, you know, obviously, they are trying to uh, to get back to the glory days of uh, of the, the the old Clark County football or Clark uh, Clark Central football that uh, so many fans remember, uh, especially in the late '80s and the '90s. But uh, your take on Clark Central and their chances in Class Five A this year, Stan? Well, I, I love Clark Central. I think uh, Coach Perno is just a, a great guy, and he's the, the perfect man for that job. And he's an old Clark Central guy, played for Billy Henderson, played on the state championship team. And he's assembled a staff of guys just like him who have ties to Clark Central, who, who it means something to them. It's, it's personal for them to come and, and do well. And so, uh, you know, David knows, what it takes to win. He, he's a great defensive coach. He's got a great defensive coach on the staff, but he's able to, he's smart enough to make sure the team is versatile enough to, to adapt to whatever they need to do. Now he's, he's lost, they lost some guys. Uh, no, no Mac, they, they're big wide receiver. <laughs> oh, he's he's he something was, else, isn't he? He was something else. They, they lose him and his twin brother. Um, but um, <laughs> I got to, I got a feeling in, in that league, uh, that's kind of a, not a, it's an okay league. It's not a great league they play in that uh, they're going to be, you know, again, the number one or number two team coming out of there. But I have nothing but great respect for uh, David Perno and what he's able to do. Many people may not know that uh, Perno was actually uh, the coach of the Georgia, University of Georgia's baseball team for a number of years. That's right. That's where I got to know him a little bit. I went out to uh, Omaha and I covered the World Series when they were out there. And, and they kept winning and winning and winning. And I had like two pair of pants back, so I had a lot of wash to do that week. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, that was a great trip. It was a great trip, and I'm, I'm glad I went. They, they ended up coming up one game short of winning the World College World Series. But, uh, you know... A lot of guys on that team had gone on to do pretty well in the, in the pro running. We're finishing up with Stan Autry, who has been kind enough to take time out of his busy schedule with the uh, AJC to talk to us on this week's Next Take Georgia as we break down uh, the 5A classification in the state. So we've talked about Warner Robins, the defending state champion, their odds of making it back. I think Stan and I are in agreement that uh, the, the odds are pretty good. Their chances, we think, are pretty solid, that they've got a, a great opportunity to make it back to the state championship game. Um, but again, if we had to say, and Stan, let's end with this. Let's take our top five uh, teams uh, other than Warner Robins. Um, if you like, I can go first. All right. So give me Warner Robins, and I'm going to go with – I'm going to say that, that, that they will at least make it back to yet another state championship game 
I'm going to draw up a little short of declaring them the champion. Uh, again, they lose a lot, but I still think that they've got the talent. And I think Marquise Westbrook, one of those coaches that as long as he's in place, he's always going to ensure that Warner Robbins is going to be in the hunt. So I'm going to take uh, Warner Robbins. I'm going to go with Blessed Trinity. And, and I haven't looked at the brackets to see. Uh, I know the white book has not come out yet to to give us an idea of how the brackets and the seedings uh, will pair up and, and, and as far as which regions play which. But if it could work out, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Blessed Trinity and Warner Robins. Again, the game that Warner Robins won last year, 35-28, I think a lot of people, again, consider that to be the true championship game, the battle of the tr- the two top teams, a lot of people felt. <clears throat> so I'll, I'll look uh, for fans to get their wish uh, in a rematch this time uh, it being in the state championship game. So I'm going to take one of Robin's blessed Trinity. I, I think that uh, uh, I think Cartersville is going to be right back there. Um, a team we haven't talked about. And you know what? I'm going to put them at the top five. And I love the Coffee High Trojans and Robbie Pruitt. What a great, great job. Probably one of the more unheralded an overlooked job, Stan, in the entire state of Georgia for what he's been able to do. Do you know he took over a coffee team that had made the playoffs only six times in that program's long history of fielding a football team? And, of course, uh, he has taken them to the playoffs, I believe, every year since he came over <clears throat> from Fitzgerald. So give me uh, Warner Robbins. Give me Blessed Trinity. Um, give me... Coffee, give me Cartersville, and give me, you know what? I'm going to take Woodward Academy as my mm-hmm. top five. There's my wild card pick. That's a, that's a good pick. I was going to say we hadn't talked about them, and uh, they're in a very winnable region and have just tons of talent. So uh, that's a good pick. Stan, what about you? Your top five, Stan, for 5A this year. Well, I'll, I'll take Blessed Trinity. Um, they've got so much coming back. They're so well coached. I'm going to take them. I got Ware County, number two, because of the quarterback. Right. I got one, I got Warner Robins, number three. <sighs> and I've got Calhoun, number four. They've got uh, quarterback Christian Lewis and mm-hmm. a receiver, Cole Spear, yep. who's an all-state guy. And they're just a great combination. So I've got them, uh, I'd have them four and then Cartersville five. With Jones County right on their heels and coffee, you mentioned them. Um, and the other team I'm curious to see is uh, St. Pius. Uh, they're always so good. Uh, they got a new coach, and let's see what they do. Because are they going to run the same you know, old-fashioned offense that Paul Standard did? Or are they going to bring in something new? So uh, I think Pius is kind of my wild card team. I was about to ask you uh, if you had a wild card pick. Again, I thought Woodward Academy was mine, so yours is St. Pius. Boy, can you believe, Stan, that we didn't even talk about – and this goes to show you just how competitive and deep the talent is in 5A. Didn't really even get to mention Calhoun and the Yellow Jackets. I know. Who would have thought we would, that, that, that you know two guys talking high school football – that presumably know what we're doing <laughs> would forget Calhoun. <laughs> well, 
Well, so you pulled out coffee there. They were the number. They were the number three team in Region One, and then I pulled out Calhoun. They were the number three team in Region Seven. So, and, and they're and they're they're we expect both of them to do well. It's going to be a lot of fun, uh, Stan. I really have enjoyed talking with you uh, again. I hope that we can. I hope that we can talk again, Stan. You obviously uh, your 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 depth of knowledge of high school football. Uh, certainly is, is everything I expected. I enjoy reading your stuff in the AJC. And uh, Stan, for people that uh, that may also enjoy following you, how can they do that? Social media and uh, your your other uh, contact information where people can follow what Stan Autry is writing about. Well, I don't, I don't Twitter a lot, but uh, you can find me there at Stan Autry. It's A W A W T R E Y. And then, uh, you know, our, our high school blogs and the AJC.com, I do uh, Mr. 5A. So just uh, come, and, come and read and uh, let, us hear, let us hear from you. We'd love to know what you like. Well put. And I would advise everybody to, to take stand up on his offer. He knows, uh, knows high school football uh, almost as well as anybody. He and uh, uh, our buddy uh, Todd Holcomb. They do a great job of covering uh, high school football, and uh, I tell you what, what a great pleasure it is, Stan, to have uh, have spring football. I mentioned it earlier at the onset of our our podcast. What a great joy it is to have and be talking about spring football and and all these spring activities. Something we did not have this time last year. I know it's it's nice to be normal again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you mean, yeah, listen, uh, the, seeing the the uh, the Braves, the Hawks with full houses this past weekend, uh, yeah, that that was. And I know we're jumping off of high school sports for a second, but uh, that was great to see. And of course, I hope now that we'll see high school football stadiums full this fall, Stan. Yeah, and we're going to have a big mask burning, you know, around, around the corner for me. Everybody's going to get their mask and throw them in a big bonfire. I so love it. Hopefully, I'll never do that again. Not that, not that I did it much to begin with. So, well, that's another problem. That's another topic for another day. No <laughs> kidding. We may just have to devote a podcast uh, of our own to that one, Stan, for sure. But, uh, hey, Stan, thank you so much again for joining me. Great stuff, just as I knew it would be. And I really do appreciate your insight into 5A this year. Thanks again. It was my pleasure. I'm great to talk to you. And let's do it again. Let's do it, Stan. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Stan Altry again, uh, sports writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Yeah, again, guys, I encourage you to go online and check out Stan's work. He uh, does a great job, especially covering the 5A classification. And, uh, hey, if there is a team maybe that we didn't talk about, um, you know, send us a send us some feedback. Uh, you can hit me up here at um, at my website or at my email rather at uh, uh, Phil at itgnext.com, and I'll be happy to uh, to respond to you. Don't forget also you can check out my sports show uh, devoted to high school sports, and right now high school football. It's extra point with Phil Jones. You can check it out at the ITG Next Georgia Facebook page. As we air live Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 5 to 7 p.m. And come football season after the July 4th break, when we uh, all come back, we'll add a fourth day. That being Thursday. So until then, Monday through Wednesday, then after the 4th of July, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, live 5 to 7 p.m. 
And then uh, if you happen to miss the show or you just simply want to go back and watch it uh, again, you can uh, check it out in podcast form. And of course, it is found at the various podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, or wherever your favorite podcasts are located. That's Extra Point with Phil Jones airing live Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday afternoons, 5 to 7. We have uh, coaches uh, that join us. Shane Queen from North Cobb recently. Uh, Jamie DeBose from Lowndes recently joined us. Just a couple of the many coaches that join us on Extra Point with Phil Jones. I'm sure you'll like it if you like high school football. Again, big thanks to Stan Autry from the AJC for joining me this week on Next Take Georgia. I'm your host, Phil Jones. We'll talk to you next week right here on Next Take Georgia, brought to you by ITG Next. Have a great week, everybody.